friends, here we are. The day, uh, the most exciting day in children's literature, the announcement of the American Library Association's Youth Media Awards. Holy smokes. I hope you all saw some of your favorite books honored. I hope all of you added some amazing new books to your to-read list. I watched it with my students. I'm here with my good friend, Donalyn Miller. Donalyn, did you tell me about your watching viewing experience? You're in a new home. First time watching the awards there. So, uh, yeah, we moved to San Antonio. Because Every, so. everyone says like, oh, this is our first Christmas in our new No, it's the first it's ALA. Very, very yeah. So here's the cool thing. My spouse is amazing. And he figured out how to screencast the awards onto the, TV, onto the TV. And, Cause we have a guest room office that has a big TV in it. And so uh, he, he, he screencast it. So we watched it on the big TV and uh, I'm there with my notebook. I have my, you know, I'm, I make my note plan before it starts. Cause I know okay. how fast and furious it is. So I just start out of my brain to start listing all the awards that I know they're going to announce. And then I, um, and then I usually always forget about some, and I'm also a big writer and I take up a lot of room when I write. So I always leave myself a little extra room, but I, uh, I will go back and I'm going through my notes. Now you can see fast mm -hmm. and furious, just scribbling down awesome. honors, scribbling down winners. Um, and then of course, as you and I said, it's the after part yeah. of the awards is the fun is the fun part too, because either there's always that balance, right? Of there's validation, mm -hmm. something wins and you've already read it and been celebrating it. Or even if you've gotten a chance to read it with kids or share it with them, like I saw Maisie Chen's last chance. And that's a book that I have been uh, celebrating and sharing with kids 100%. all year. So to see it win some awards was gratifying. You're like, Oh, yeah. I, I knew about that book. And, 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 and it just won an award. And then there's the scramble, right? <laughs> win awards and they usually that you have not read yet. And yep. for me, they usually fall into one of two camps. Books I have purchased because I have heard about them. Teachers have recommended them to me. Mm -hmm. Kids have. I've seen reviews online. You know, publishers have sent them to me sometimes. And I have them, but I haven't read them yet. So yeah. those books I'm now going into my bookshelves to find and uh, fortunately, I just rearranged all my bookshelves again. So I know where some of them are. Mm -hmm. And then there are the books that I have not read and I did not hear of until <laughs> today. Yeah. And those books, I'm going online to my public library to check them out. I'm going to my independent bookstore's website. I've already purchased a few. <laughs> so what about you? Where? And then, of course, the best part is reading them and sharing mm -hmm. them with kids. So. Yeah, well, it's funny because what you just said, like feeling that validation and then also scrambling to add, that's the experience you have watching with your kids. Like we don't just turn on the webcast and just sit there and not interact with them. We all opened up our to read list and the kids were writing books down. They were celebrating books that they had seen. Uh, mm -hmm. It was really fun when they saw books, even books that they didn't know that won multiple awards. They were blown away, uh -huh. blown away by that. Uh, so it was it was really a, a fun and, and just exciting time. My principal, Sue Haney, spent the morning with us. She was watching and and talking about the books with the kids. It was um, it was really, really fun. And that's what, what we do. Right. Like last night, many of the kids in my class who are excited about football were watching the teams play to go to the Super Bowl yeah. in class. If we are people who love books, we want to know what books win different awards. So it was really fun to be able to do that with them today. Let's get into Let's talk about some books. Well, you know, one of my favorite quotes of all time, 
is a quote from Will Wheaton, uh, which many of you know is Wesley Crusher from Star Trek Next Generation, or he's a narrator on a lot of audiobooks like John Scalzi's science fiction books. And Will Wheaton said at a comic book conference, being a nerd isn't about what you love. It's about how you love it. And if there's that's the football fans last night, and that is the children's <laughs> literature fans today. And to see so many people who love children yeah. and their books celebrating online today, lifting up authors. We are getting so much backlash now in our communities and in our libraries against children's literature and young adult literature. So to see this wave of positivity and celebration coming out in honor of children and their books Mm -hmm. is pretty tremendous. And I think we, we have to recognize how powerful that is. Yeah. So let's start with a book that you were so happy for, a book that you love, Donalyn, that you were so, I have some questions for you, so we're just going to roll through these. A book that you were so happy for that was honored today, a beloved book from 2022. Oh my goodness. One or two. Okay. Standing in Need of Prayer, in mm-hmm. the Need of Prayer, written by Carol Boston Weatherford and illustrated by Frank Morrison. And Frank won the Caldecott, I mean, the Coretta Scott King Award with it today for the illustrations. And it's just a stunning book. And Frank Morrison, his illustrations are incredible. So I I actually broke into spontaneous applause in my office when that one won. I've also really loved um, Star Child by Ibby Zaboy. That's a young adult book, right? It's a young adult book. Mm -hmm. And I think this is just outstanding. I love that uh, Octavia Butler is getting a resurgence in interest in her work as a science fiction author. And having that book for young people as an introduction to her is fantastic. I am, as you know, a fan of long form nonfiction. I write that post for the Nerdy Awards every year. And it was exciting to see American Murderer by Gail Jaro. Gail Jaro is one of those young adult nonfiction authors who is reliably outstanding. And I look for her books. Tanya Bolden would be another one that I just, when I see their name on a nonfiction book, I get it. And this is about, as someone in the South, I have had to deal with the stereotype of the stupid Southerner for a long time. (laughs) Right. And this book actually talks about why that stereotype began and it was because of tapeworms, okay. worms, hookworms, people that were that were sick from it all across the South. And it did cause mental and cognitive problems for a lot of people. Anyway, fascinating blend of history and science. So, Donald, I, I, I had not been familiar with that book. What like age range about would you say for, for that book? You know, I've always had teaching fifth and sixth graders. Yeah. I would have probably had one or two okay. that would have really been into these. And I would say sixth grade and up for sure, because they okay. are long mm-hmm. and they do require a little bit of background knowledge on some yeah. things. My kids, when they saw it, they were like, oh my, when they saw it pop up on the screen, they're like, well, the quite compelling. yeah, <laughs> well, I saw American murder and I did not know. The, I'm like, oh boy. Right. Cause there's always, you're always rolling the dice watching it with kids because like, you know, some young adult books maybe have like words in the title that we don't really want popping up on the screen, Mm -hmm. but that Mm -hmm. one, and I was like, Oh look, it's parasite. It's parasite. So uh, yeah. So those were the ones. Give me one more. Cause the book that I thought you would say was by, was one of Newberry honor and you haven't mentioned that one yet. Well, I already mentioned. uh, You did mention it. Yeah. That was your book. Mm -hmm. That was your book this year. I felt like one of this one and a couple of others. Yeah. Like like Kelly Barnhill's the ogres and the orphan that I just love so much. But Maisie Chen's last chance 
this book, as a social studies teacher, as well as a language arts teacher, I just loved the blend of history, mm-hmm. uh, how Lisa Yee wove the historical elements into the modern day narrative. As a grandparent, I'm fond of a lot of good, there are a lot of really great middle grade books with great mm-hmm. grandparents in them these days. And so uh, I enjoyed the grandparents and the relationship with her and her grandparents that was so lovely. Yeah, I think it. I think it would make a great read aloud. I wonder if. Oh, I think so too. And, and the kids would be interested in the inquiry around paper sons, around immigration, Chinese immigration to the United States, things like the Chinese Exclusion Act and other discriminatory policies that actually tried to prevent people from immigrating to the United States. I could see some kids getting into the history pieces of it too. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful book. Uh, so for me, the books I was really just excited for, number one, uh, Christina Suntornvat, three Newberry honors. She joins uh, the amazing and talented Jennifer Holm with three Newberry honors, but she's done it in a span of three years or was it three years or two years? Either two yeah, or three years. And won numerous awards. <laughs> Let's just remember yeah. that book has so many seals on it. You can hardly see the cover. So she anymore. has won three Newberry mm-hmm. honors in the last, it might be two years, two or three years. It's amazing. Uh, so I was really excited to see that beautiful book. And then I think Derek Barnes is an amazing human being. And to see Victory Stand raising my fist for justice, I think it won like four awards. That was really exciting. Uh, I have a signed copy in my classroom and, and I was showing my students, I'm like, where are they going to put all the stickers? Where and they're like, because it's not like that, a row the on the, size of the book is not that large. Yeah, and, they, and they were like, well, what, well, you could put it over the fist. I think I'm like, you obviously, and it's okay. Like you can't put a sticker over the fist. Obviously they don't know the story of Tommy Smith. Yeah. Um, but I love that book. And that's a book that's written for older kids, but it could be read in, in like a fifth, sixth grade class oh, by sure. fifth and sixth graders. There's nothing that I would think that would be really inappropriate for the, for those kids. It's, it's an amazing book. And they were really, and they also uh, were familiar with Dawood, who is the illustrator because he illustrated Kwame's graphic novel adaptations of crossover and books. So it's just all of these connections. Mm-hmm. And when you can watch this with kids and you can have these conversations in real time, the energy, it was just, it was amazing. And another one that I was really excited to see was choosing brave. Oh yes. Because was- it's, so unique. The illustrations are it won illustrator award, it won author awards, it was a Caldecott honor winner. It did it, I think it won illust and friends, we are recording this an hour after the awards, and I've been teaching oh, fifth grade social said, studies. I'm so we, we haven't like prepped for this. So if you hear anything incorrect, we apologize. But the Choosing Brave is a is a gorgeous book. I love when I have a chance to read a Caldecott book that the kids hadn't read, one that's honored by the committee. So we'll probably end our day with choosing Brave. Mm. Um, it was just really exciting. It's just so much energy, Donald. I'm just pumped. I think oh. about the, the day that the one and only Ivan won mm. and you were home on snow a day. snow day yeah. from your class and my kids were down in PE. Okay. And I was that teacher that was never on time to pick up my kids from the gym. Sure. I just... I talk a lot, you may have noticed, and I'm always the one like sliding into the gym or sliding into the library or sliding in. And I was there early to pick up my kids, bouncing on the balls of my feet. And I remember David, our PE teacher, he was shocked because Mrs. Miller was early to pick up her kids from PE. And I remember my 
my kids coming out, my students, fifth graders. And I told them that uh, the one and only Avenue one, and they were yelling and dancing in the hallway. It was a book that they knew because I had read it out loud to them. And you're right. You know, we can't lose sight of the fact that it's about them, you know, that these books are for them and that we have, uh, the responsibility as champions of children and their books to do everything we can to uplift these books, to get these books into kids' hands, but also the nerdy, the whole nerdy book mm-hmm. club beginning was uplifting books that never win awards, yeah. uplifting books that our kids love to read that don't wind up on lists too. And I think, uh, that matters. There will be books Absolutely. that there will be books that after today people don't talk about anymore because mm-hmm. they didn't win awards, and that's a loss because those books still have a lot of appeal to kids. And then there will be books that will become bestsellers that will never win an award for anything, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's about kids. It's about remembering that uh, a book winning an award is only one piece of it the most important part is getting books into the kids' hands Mm -hmm. at all in any way. And uh, it's exciting to see so many great books that we know libraries will now buy Mm -hmm. and that will have heightened awareness to teachers and librarians now and families because they have won these awards. So there's a, there's a lot, you know, I I think uh, you and I can look at all sides of the award topic and see the value in the awards and heightening awareness and increasing access, but also the importance of just in general, increasing children's access to good reading material. Yeah. I think one of the things that's interesting when you said like, we won't be talking about these, some of these books as much anymore. And that's like a, a a social media thing, right? Because like in my classroom, very few of the books being read were written in 2022 or 2020. Right. Exactly. Like the other day, a couple of months ago, there was this girl who was so into Anne Ursu's The Lost Girl. Like, I feel like this was the book that connected her and I as readers, because I would ask, like, she never would talk to me about reading. And then she was reading and I was asking her some questions and each day I would ask her some things and we kind of go back and forth. And now in the book she's read since then, she's always talking to me about those books. And that's a book that was published, I don't know, three, four or five years ago. Yeah, longer so than it is, uh, oh. it's, it's, it's really fun to talk about the new books and to celebrate these new books and to be so excited. And that is today is truly about them. But um, I don't well, think any of the people watching this or listening to this would forget about the other books. Well, I, uh, no, I don't think so. And uh, I have to quote my, my spouse here, Don, because he says, one, only you and your nerdy friends think a book is old when it's 18 months old. So he says that. And he also says a book is new to anyone who hasn't read it yet. Mm-hmm. And which Isn't means the truth? Hatchet is still new to some kids. The crossover is still yeah. new to some kids. Um, Looking for Alaska is still new to some kids. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about uh, uh, Watson's Go to Birmingham is still new to some kids. I mean, there are books that we would consider those evergreen books that are decades old that still have kid appeal. And there are books that uh, are are celebrated by teachers, librarians, and families. And then there are those new books and all of it together uh, opens up such a wonderful world of reading for kids. Uh, it's, It's an honor and a responsibility to champion those books for kids. 
And we now have so many more books that might be the because of these awards, because of all of the hard work the committees have done that we will read that we might not have read if it was not for them winning for So let's, let's move to that. Let's kind of end with this. Dallin, give me a couple books, two or three books today that you are so excited to read after hearing the announcement of the American Library Associations. Well, two books that were living in my house with me that I went and reintroduced myself to after the awards announcements. One is different which was a book on the batch builder list. So it's a translation from, I believe, Spain. And I have a copy of this. So I went and found it. And then a book that won, I believe, a Schneider, A Face for Picasso. Okay. It's a nonfiction memoir that I had that I wanted to read. Those two right there on my shelves. Also, that book, When Angels Left the Old Country. It won all so many awards. So many awards. And I had it. I saw it last week. I haven't read it yet. I think Don and I might read this one together. We're both, because we both want to read it. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. we might just go ahead and share it. Um, What about you? So really quick, if you are watching this live or you're watching the replay or you're listening to it on the Ask Nerdy podcast, which we'll put the audio on, please let us know which books you want to read. So that will help. We're, we know what we're doing here. Like we know that if a bunch of you say the same title, we're going to um, move those up our list. Yep. Free water. Thank you in advance. <laughs> Free water won the born? Newberry medal. I'm, I don't even know if I've heard of it. Like I may have heard of it. I may have seen it. I cannot remember talking to anyone who's read it. I went on some of the sites here right before we got on and people had, uh, huge rankings. I saw people saying, this is going to be my favorite book of 2022. This is so good. I had not read it. And it won the Newberry Medal. So for me, Free Water Big Time is one that I am dying to to read and add to my to-read list. I cannot, I, I ordered it immediately. I'm excited whenever it arrives to, to read that. So I'd like to reread Ain't Burned All the Bright, Jason oh, yes. book that was yes. illustrated. You know what? The audio book. Now, people might not think this because the book is such highly visual. Um, the, 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 the illustrations, of course, are so stunning. But the audiobook for this book is outstanding. And, and if you've read the book months ago, um, you might revisit it with the audio. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to reread that. And we, we were, oh, this is, see, all, this just leads to so many conversations. Yeah, the only people who didn't hear about free water, look at the comments yeah. here. So, yeah, uh, well, yeah. We're, you know what? It's good for They should have told us. They should, you all should have told us about free water because we feel a little out of it, but that's okay. We're, we're excited. Our own book knowledge. We're, sir. We're, well, if we were think about though, if we really had no other people, like how many of the books that we read today that we were excited to see, we heard about from friends, we read yeah. about in blog posts, we wow. saw on the nerdy list. So thankful for all of the community. I mean, I wonder Donald, if you went back and looked at the nerdy book club ballots, I wonder if anyone nominated free water. I'm going to look because it did not win a nerdy award this yeah. year, which means it didn't win very many votes at all. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, you know, it's interesting, you know, you know, I've interviewed thousands of readers over the course of my career of all ages, adults and kids. And the number one way that readers still find out about books is recommendations from other readers who they trust. Now it could be other readers online who they trust. It could be other readers face to face who they trust. But even with all the social media, even with all the technology, even with all the outreach that goes out to promote new books, the number one way readers find out about books that they do buy, they do check out, and they do read are testimonials from other readers. So uh, your voice, all of you on social media, your voices in your classrooms and your communities, it matters because you may be one of the only reasons a kid even hears about one of these books this year. So thank you for that. And that could be a book that changes their reading life and their life, which is uh, pretty exciting that we have a lot more books. So friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for watching it or listening to it on the podcast. We are going to cut this short because I have to eat my sandwich before my kids come back from lunch. So <laughs> thanks for doing this in the middle of your lunch break. Mr. Yes. Moore. Thank you all for joining us. I think Donald and I think we need to do it, make this an annual thing. This was really fun. Oh, yeah. We always do this anyway at lunch. We always talk anyway, uh, the day of the, the yeah. awards. So, so if, you're looking, if you're looking to everyone yeah, else, if you're looking to book Donald for some professional development, make sure you don't do it on Newberry Monday. Cause I believe you've taught, <laughs> I believe you've done PD on Newberry Monday before. I remember um, you trying to catch up before. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Sharp. For I don't that. think anyone would be really thrilled with you. Like, I know you didn't do this. Like, live. can we live stream one of the hours at the PD? The ALA awards? <laughs> so, no, no, I would I just know. have to look at the list later, like yeah. everyone else. But thank you, Mr. Sharp. Yes, thank you all for for hanging out with us. We hope you find some wonderful books to add to your to read list, and we can't Happy wait reading. to connect with you in other places. Thanks, friends. Stay warm.